Hello and welcome back to another episode of Box to Box. I'm Alex Perry alongside Jeff Isahauser as usual, and we are delighted. Welcome back, Nick Bornstein and Ben Santilli, my two former Offsides colleagues. And it's a timely return as, of course, we will be getting to Juventus against Chelsea, probably the Champions League match of the week. But before that, we have a lot to discuss this weekend. So let's start off, guys. Um, United against Aston Villa. Jeff, take it away. Oh, oh man. I, I think Brentford put in a great performance, and uh, I, I, they, <laughs> they fought really well. Uh, definitely the better of the two sides, really hard done by by how well they played uh, and, and just unlucky Sorry, Jeff, with, Jeff, with VAR. I said, I said and United against Aston Villa. Okay. I, mean, I, I heard you. No, I heard you. Um, oh, no, okay. Listen, listen, okay. listen. United's in absolute shambles, right? They couldn't hold on to a lead when they were down 10 men, and then they lost to Villa, which means that we need to blow everything up, fire Ole into the sun. Like, not even just fire him, but, like, get a cannon and fire him into the sun because United are – oh, shit. We're, uh, we're tied for second in the league with, uh, with Chelsea and City and, and one point off Liverpool. Wow, this is a disaster. This is the worst I- United start I could have possibly foreseen. And, like, nothing could be worse than this start. Well, I mean, Jeff. And we're tied with, but, but, with City but and, also, and Chelsea. It's, it's, but I think you have to put it into the context of the fact that they lost over, you know, in, in midweek to, to West Ham in the Carabao Cup or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, uh, I'm not worried about our, our, boys. our... I'm really not worried about the, the Carabao Cup oh, loss. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Because Ole hasn't... Yeah, because Ole's won so many trophies at United. That, like, I, I, who, who would care about the, the about the little, you know, Capital One English League Cup and Ole's won just so much at United? I mean, listen. That's already one trophy gone. I promise you that Ole did not care that much about this trophy. And if you disagree with me, it then that's a... More, it would have been one more than what he's won. That's a that's a perfectly United. valid opinion to have if you want to disagree with me. But, um, God, we really gave it our best there starting uh, uh, Martial, who's who's gone by January, or, you know, can join Ole so in the you, cannon you, to you, the you sun. And seem, Juan Mata and Jesse Lingard seem, and, and Van seem, de Beek. You don't seem too panicked. We started Eric Bailly. We started Tellez and Dallo so, at, like... So you're still... I we mean, clearly... Still, did, yes, I'm not worried. That's your starting lineup from last year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... First of, first of all, I named three guys who didn't start last year. Tellez doesn't start because he's behind the best left back in the world. Dallo doesn't start because, I mean... Juan Bissaka, obviously, and then Bayan Lindelof, neither of whom is a starter this year. Matic, okay. oh, not a starter. Okay. Mata, Ooh, not a starter. Van de Beek, not a starter. Lingard, yeah. not a starter. United have played terribly to start this year. Chelsea have played fantastically, and they're on the same number of points. Well, I mean, yeah, Nick, I'm Nick, sorry we played City, Liverpool, Spurs, and Arsenal already. I promise you, if we had this light schedule, that Tyrone Mings wouldn't be having these masterful clean sheets the way that he did against you guys. I think Chelsea at their best this season, and when Hang they've on, been at he, their best, they've beaten, you know, or at least been quite comfortable. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hold on. Let's, okay, right. <laughs> he threw no, we'll, Arsenal we'll, we'll, on that list of good hey, teams. Hey, hey, okay, we'll, we'll get to the one this weekend, right? <laughs> I, no, I have my take on that. Um, but Ch- Chelsea at their best this season, they, they've been excellent against Spurs. They were great against Liverpool, not so great against Man City, but they've had a much tougher schedule. And at their best, I think they've looked a lot better. So you I, can, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't mean, be so quick to compare Chelsea United. Because twice already. Don't, don't forget when, when Man City was out of the title race in September of last year uh, because they just didn't look good. Does anyone forget how terrible they looked at the start of last year? That's true, but I think this is a sample but, size no, of but they, this but much. Though, because they, last also, year, they also bought Ruben Diaz like three weeks in. 
Yeah, so United bought Ronaldo four weeks in. I mean, the question is, do, do you think the pressure is starting to mount on Ole? Because I, I know United are obviously in the league, they're in a good spot, but I think they've only won, what, five out of the last 11 games or six out of the last 11 games. And I think that, yes, Ole has been through these stretches before, but it's different this time. When you have Ronaldo, How, Sancho, how is it different? How, how is it different? different? You have yeah. Iran, Sancho, and, and Ronaldo in the side. The expectations are a lot higher. The margin for error The expectations are that by the lower. end of the year, this is a very, very good team that will contend for the title. Not that they look their very best in September, bringing a bunch of new people in, some of whom let's didn't say, get a preseason, January, and the ones say, who did. Let's say are, in January, yeah. there's the United go, undergo like a similar, let's just say hypothetically, they have like a similar stretch, a very. Then I'd run. be worried. Then I'd be then worried. You, it's worried September. It's September. Well, you know, pump okay. the brakes, baby. Honestly, like I, I don't think there's a manager in the league who should be worried at the end of September. Well, and I mean, maybe, maybe Norwich uh, should be worried. <laughs> you know. Well, I, I mean. Juventus I, should be worried for a little bit there oh, too. I, I don't think so, Ben. Uh, <laughs> not, I for, not, not for his like job, it. just for the finish. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a manager in the Prem that should be worried until Halloween. That's when things start to get spooky for me. Arteta's on Pun the hot seat already, isn't no, he? Okay, well, well, speaking Arteta, of Arteta started on the hot seat. That's that. Okay. Speaking like, of Arteta, everyone is gassing Arsenal up because they won three games in a row. I, I hate. I mean, oh my. <laughs> listen, know, listen, listen. The new Quote? Arsenal 2.0. Arteta's Arsenal has arrived because they beat Norwich. 1-0 and played like shit because they beat Burnley 1-0 and played like shit and because they beat a mediocre Tottenham team. Okay, yes, they, they were excellent against a they, mediocre They girl boss Tottenham there. Okay. Listen, listen, listen. We I need mean, to we need to just give understand. A, let's pump the brakes on this, people. It's been three fucking games. Wait, we have to pump games. the brakes when a team's playing well and we have to pump the brakes. Hey, Perry, how dare you? Yeah, this, what are we, what Perry, are we doing here? Perry, yeah, I don't, yeah, need, I don't think we need to pump okay, the brakes fine. on Arsenal. I don't think we need to pump the brakes on Arsenal. This is a great stretch run for a team trying to get the 40 points as soon as they can. <laughs> Sometimes you string wins together. It'll come in handy, but like, I still think people are blowing this up and I can't believe, I mean, I'm wearing a Liverpool jersey and I have to, I mean, against Tottenham and I have to quote Sir Alex Ferguson, lads, it's Tottenham. You see, you see what you're making me do, Arsenal? You see what you're making me do? Uh, we I'm can one, quote Giorgio game... Chiellini. We know uh, the history of the Tottenham. The of the Tottenham. Yeah, but there's no trophies involved here. <laughs> there's um, no equivalent quote like that for Brentford because they haven't been in the Premier League in 50 years. Wait, sorry, say that again, Nick? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, I actually no it, was, it was a bad joke, Per. You don't need to hear it. What you do need to hear is Brentford 3, Liverpool 3. Is the sky falling in Liverpool? No, it's not, because this was the only game besides Chelsea where Liverpool conceded a goal, and they still scored three. So going forward, I think they're still looking very Hear me out. Hear me out. That's a positive way to spin it. The negative way to spin it is they conceded three to Brentford, and I like that way a lot better. Okay, the Mm -hmm. defending was atrocious, but unlike United, it's been one game where I've seen something that's concerned me. If it's United, it's been the past four or five games that's been an issue. What about Liverpool's bad defending stretch against Milan? Okay, but that was okay. First of all, Van Dyke wasn't playing that game. Joe Gomez is playing. He's starting his first game in I don't know how long, right? Um, so there's that, and again, that was a five minute collapse. So I, you know, listen, if, I, if I had really to, if I had to pick between two teams, like, I'm still I prefer the one that Liverpool's been defending. I prefer the team that wasn't capable of a five minute multi goal collapse like that. Just like <laughs> yeah. just because it happened quickly doesn't mean it's any less bad. 
Oh, it absolutely does. Because it's not like the defending was terrible throughout the entire game. But against Brentford, Liverpool could not, like, from minute one to minute 90, the defense was shambolic. And that's an issue. That's one game. But I've yet to see a game consistently over the course of 90 minutes, over the course of 20 minutes, where Liverpool, again, besides this past weekend, where you saw Liverpool really struggling to hold it down for long stretches of the game. But besides Brent, before this game, the only they conceded one goal in the Premier League to Chelsea. Every other game was a clean sheet. Yes, the opposition. You know, wasn't the toughest, granted, but, but still, yeah, that's true. I, I, I mean, sure. I, uh, it's all excuses when, when something goes wrong at Liverpool, and it's all accusations when something goes wrong with anyone else. Yeah, but the thing is, what's going a- wrong? Alex, what's Alex going is taking the Liverpool, clop out. What? what what's oh yeah. Going, what's going wrong at Liverpool is like <laughs> the pitch was not good. The wind was too strong. We weren't ready. Oh, uh, they play an ugly brand of football, and we can't do anything oh, about it. Yeah, Sean okay, Dyche so, is a bad man. Okay, okay. Keep so, the same so, so energy Jeff. for Tuckle, please. No, I know Ole. Ole likes to complain about how much Klopp is complaining about how many penalties penalties United have given. Listen, of which since since Klopp made those remarks in January, I think United have had five penalties. Liverpool have had two. Is it, is it Klopp's fault that Bruno sent his penalty to Mars? Is that on Klopp? Listen, uh, all I can tell you is that post Klopp, I mean, we literally have heard referees on the field get caught saying, oh, we can't call that because people will talk about it. It's probably a penalty, but it's on United and people will talk if we call it. Literally quote from the referee's mouth. I, I, I've not heard that. I, oh yeah, Luke Shaw came out after a game at the end of last year and said, yeah, I heard a referee say that. And yeah, so they didn't I, I, give us a penalty. I, I think, Notably neutral source on Manchester yeah, yeah, United, I mean, come on. Luke Shaw. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. sorry. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Straight from the horse's mouth right there. Luke Shaw wasn't fined for these comments. Literally if he was lying, if he was lying, you know how quickly the Premier League would have fined him? They would have they would have thrown down the hardest, you know, slap on the wrist, 50,000, 100,000 pounds so quickly if they could have okay, if they could have been like, oh, he was to lying. To be fair, though, United were getting a lot of penalties last season that I don't think other teams would have gotten. And I'm not saying there's like some collusion, right? Some like plot from the beginning, but like I I, I think there was a point to be made. I, I think big teams in general get favorable treatment from referees. It just seemed to kind of manifest itself with United last year, just per chance. But like, I think in general, if you watch like any of the games between like a big team and a very small team, like you can kind of tell there's a little bit of a bias towards the bigger yeah. team. Yeah, no, that, that's fair. I guess that's why Arsenal's always getting screwed by their refs. I think actually Arsenal just does that to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Ars- I, yeah. No, I, I just meant to imply that Arsenal not a big team. No, but oh, they no mean- they're not. But they don't even need like refereeing decisions to go against. Like if a refereeing yeah. decision goes, you know, for them, they'll just sort of compensate on their own. One of their uh, loudmouth fans will have earned it sometime over the course of the year. But Nick, um, we haven't discussed Chelsea City much, and I'm, you know, I'm not gonna, you <laughs> no, know, you know, I'm not gonna have you on the show and let you off the hook. Um, and I and I have to say, I'm not gonna ring the alarm bells for Chelsea because it was one defeat, and I feel like inevitably they were going to lose the city because, you know, they won the last three games um, against him. And eventually, you know, Guardiola was going to figure Tuchel out at some point, but I, I, I want to, I do want to ask you what you think went wrong for, for Chelsea um, and how much as a Chelsea fan, does this concern you? Because for me, I, I still have Chelsea as favorites to win the league. I think they had a bad game, but I, I if I were a Chelsea fan, I'd still be confident, but I, I want to hear what you sort of have to say about what went wrong. I wouldn't say league favorites just because I never say something with that much confidence because I know it's going to come back to bite me, but I'm very, very, very unconcerned. If 
we can put up that bad of a performance if we can defend for 90 minutes and have zero counterattack. And the worst thing that comes out of it is losing one nil on a deflection to the champions. I will take it. I think the worries about Tuckle or not knowing how to organize or whatever are a complete waste of time. The ultra defensive style has its drawbacks if you aren't able to break through the attack. In the Champions League final, they were able to carve up Ruben Diaz a little bit. Uh, this time with Werner and Lukaku playing off of each other, they contributed absolutely nothing. So I don't think there's a reason to like worry about coaching your tactics when it was just two attackers that are getting used to playing with each other and we're off their game. I, I do wonder, though, I mean, because this is a, a match between two teams who expect to be contending for the title probably until the last week of the season. I, I wonder why Tuchel would have experimented with Lukaku and Werner when, correct me if I'm wrong, but they haven't really played together much up top this season. And before... Before yesterday's game, I mean, Lukaku was was playing well and you know got off to a good start. Seems things seem to be going well for Chelsea in the final third with guys like Mason Mount and Pulisic and uh, and Kai Havertz. So I just, but I don't understand why Tuchel would would suddenly experiment in what if you're going to win the, if you're you know a title contender is a must win game. Yeah, I mean, it's a combination of things. Mason Mount missed out. I think it was the first Prem match he's missed maybe in his career one of the only top flight ones he's ever missed out on. And there was an, adjust an adjustment to make there. But also to, to your point about them not playing with each other, he played the 3-5-2 with Werner and Lukaku up top once, and it was 20 minutes in a League Cup match where they didn't score. So I don't even know why that was worthy of another experiment after that 20-minute run out that contributed nothing. I think having Pulisic and Mount out has been tougher than a lot of fans would like to admit because American fans usually get on regular Chelsea fans' nerves. I'm guilty of that. But no, I think it was a bad adjustment by a manager that was lacking his usual fix to everything, Mason Mount. Did, I mean, we have to ask the tough question. Did Tuchel out Pep? Pep, Pep the yes. man known the man yes. known for accidentally tinkering with something when, when things look good. He was forced that. into it more than Pep is, but yes, I think that's not an unfair thing to say. And Pep finally answered the question, why Chelsea play so good? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Uh, and uh, I mean, part of part of it has to come down to seeing, you know, a guy who's constantly praised for his incredible tactics in the Prem and and like going, yeah, I can outcoach him. Check out this curveball I'm going to throw at him. I mean, how much credit do we have to give to, to Man City? And I think we have to give credit to them because it was a very good performance. I mean, I do think absolutely large zero. Of the game, <laughs> no, no, I mean, they, 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 definitely. No, no, but honestly, I mean, it, it was a very good performance. But I mean, is this a, a one-off, or is this indicative of a side that you know is potentially a title favorite? Like, we know City can definitely compete for the title. We know they're contenders. But does this match sort of shift our, our opinion of them to contender from, from contender? Yeah, to it shifts my opinion. Worthy favorites. They should play Laporte over Stones every week and not play with this English homegrown BS. I mean, Diaz and uh, Laporte, at least this weekend, look better than Diaz and Stones ever have. So maybe they'll finally get off of that train. I mean, they, they got away with the lack of a, you know, let's just say a world-class center forward. Um, I mean, over the weekend, work for them. Can, can that work for them over the season, though? Here, here's the thing. Uh, they had a couple of games against terrible, terrible, terrible teams this year in uh, like Norwich and Arsenal. And if you take those games out, They've scored three goals in what four games? No, yeah, two. Also, no, they sorry. They've scored two goals in four games. 
if if you take out if you take out the five nil drubbings of teams that are just don't belong in the Premier League, then they've scored two goals in four games, and you have to be a little bit worried. Yeah, I mean, and speaking of which, Liverpool actually host Man City this Sunday, and I I, I gotta say I. I wasn't really too confident even last week, even before this weekend going into it, um, just because Liverpool have struggled against Man City of late. And I, I, I mean, it, their, their win over the weekend doesn't help matters, obviously. Um, and I, I know we, we normally save predictions for, for later, and we'll, we'll get to that towards the end of the show. But I, I, I do think it's worth, you know, asking, given how does Man City's win over Chelsea impact their approach to going to Anfield because, you know, they, they won 4-1 last time out against, you know, an empty Anfield. You get the feeling in a full Anfield would be, it's obviously, it's a totally different game. But they've also, at the same time, suffered some pretty heavy defeats there in, in recent memory. And I, and I just wonder if they can go to the European champions and outplay them pretty much for most of the game, are they going to, is Guardiola going to, you know, fancy his side's chances to do the same um, away at Liverpool? Well, Guardiola is very consistent in, in, you know, big matches like this against big managers too. And so I, I think like his ability to kind of like outthink and outwork, it, like it makes him kind of consistent. Like all these games are low scoring. Like it's not like City's going to probably get blown out any, any time against a good coaching matchup. But like, you know, this one no win, I don't think it necessarily means anything going forward. I think it just alters like, you know, it just means that like their goals aren't going to be dry forever, right? Like they're, they're winning one, no games here. They're winning, you know, four to one against bad teams. Like eventually they will be like at their full clip and working to a point where, you know, they're going to, they're going to be a confident team against other big teams. So I think like Liverpool have to be concerned that this just builds their confidence. Right. Right. Um, and then speaking of city, and I think this, this would be a sort of good segue into some champions league talk, which is obviously why I had both Nick and Ben on and, and we'll get to that. Um, but City, it's obviously a tough, you know, stretch of games for them. And something else to consider is the fact that they are, are they away at PSG? Or are they, they're away at PSG. Yeah, um, and, you know, so, uh, you know, Nick and Ben, famous PSG and City fans. So uh, let's have you guys break this down for us. Yeah, that's exactly why we had them on the show. <laughs> Do you want me to take PSG on this one? Go for it. <laughs> well, PSG are probably going to have a pretty interesting, you know, they're going to have an interesting showing here because they have a lot to prove, a lot to prove. And last time they're outing in the Champions League really didn't show a whole lot. And I think that, you know, with this whole, you know, the, already the brewing of the Messi and, and the Pochettino controversy and dealing with the how to get this whole lineup to, to kind of gel and, co- and co- be cohesive in a match is going to really show against Pep because if there's one thing Pep knows how to do is exploit little weaknesses like that, such as a team not being able to play together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to say, City definitely looked the better side going into this. PSG have not looked convincing at all. What do you think, Nick? I think the menace known as Jack Grealish must be stopped. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I, I, I think Man City are going to be just fine. I, I might as well warm up some of my prem uh, supremacy lines now before we get to Chelsea Juventus. So I will say that I think Chelsea didn't really give Man City much of a workout <laughs> on Saturday. They weren't really threatening at all. They were joking on the commentary about how little Ederson had to do. So I don't think any of the rest issues or squad rotation problems that you sometimes see with a midweek match will apply. City will be fine. 
I mean, that's a little disrespectful. Ederson had a lot to do. He had a Sudoku on there. He had the New York Times crossword. He was a busy man. That's yeah, true. I mean, both of those are more complicated than Tino Werner running right at you. So, yes. Also true. <laughs> um, I mean, so let's just get to it. Uh, oh, you want to you want to break down the absolutely incredibly uh, hyped matchup? Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about Real Madrid against Sheriff, obviously. Of course. I mean, yeah. the matchup that this podcast has been waiting for for Since months now. Months now. Since its inception. Um, <laughs> this is why Akshay Vodwani. We're gonna we're gonna All press those... pause. We're gonna press pause really quickly. Nick, Sheriff Tiraspol is from what country? <laughs> <laughs> Does Perry know the answer to this? I do. We discussed this, but uh, okay. Oh my gosh! He asked Akshay that for context. He he asked Akshay um, that same question when Akshay was on last week, and I <laughs> just blurted out the answer, not realizing that like uh, it was meant to be a trivia question. But Nick, let's see. Uh, I'm not. It's got to be. It's got to be a former Soviet republic. <laughs> no, I no. I, I don't even know my geographical listers. I, I know, unfortunately. Know actually, do I? Is it? Is it Georgia? Is that it? No, no, it's not. Where are they from? The great Romanian and Ukrainian bordering tiny little country of Moldova. Oh my God. <laughs> and they're actually right, from well, an even smaller part of like a smaller region of Moldova called like Transnistria or something like that. Beautiful. Transnistria, some, something named after some river. I think I had that in my Europa Conference League notes, but I forgot to bring them out for this conversation. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about we, we, we're we're done talking about Spurs here. So <laughs> we talk about big teams. Like, Listen, like we Sheriff, make okay? we make jokes, but this is a this is a head to head between two teams at the top of their group. Sheriff is in fact in first place in this group, thanks they to are, the two nil beatdown of Shakhtar. Remarkably, they remarkably lead Real Madrid at the top of the group. Now I know it's early days, but what a moment! Anyway, if they go in if they go into uh madrid and come out with no if they go into madrid and come out with a point oh boy watch out this podcast might get insufferable (laughs) i I will say though real madrid have looked really really good this season i think genuinely i mean it's weird to always it's weird to say that real madrid dark horses for the champions league but i i look at them the way a lot of people looked at italy going into the euros where they're a team that you know you know they can beat anyone. They've got a good group of players. They're not necessarily favorites, but you shouldn't be surprised if they walk out, you know, if by the end of the season they're lifting that trophy because I, I've been exceptional. I've been very impressed with um, how Madrid have started. They weren't great over the weekend, but Benzema is, believe it or not, the top scorer and the sister in all of Europe's top five leagues. Um, second top scorer in La Liga is Vinicius, who is, is really developing quite well. So I think things are going well for Madrid, and I think they're a team to look out for. But anyway, anyway, I've hyped this up long enough. Let's get to it. I'll I'll put this right here just before we get to the reason we brought Nick and Ben on. Um, I will buy a Sheriff jersey if they win this game. I I was going to suggest if if they if they make it out of the group stage, I think we all should have to buy a Sheriff. No, one (laughs) hundred percent. I I won't even go that. If they win this game. I, I'm, if I'm they done. win this game, I'm buying a sheriff here. <laughs> yeah, if they win this game, I mean, I said the, the last time Ben, you came on. If, if Sheriff beat Real Madrid, like I can just stop following football because my experience as a football fan, like that, that is the peak of they're, they're like football Apple fans. Shiva. <laughs> they um, don't even have a sponsor. They don't. They don't. The, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> sheriff is the sponsor. Sheriff is like a grocery store yeah. chain in 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 
whatever province they're in. It's basically like if Walmart owned a professional football team, it's just like, like we're in the Champions League now. So, you know, some if some weird company just owned a team, that wouldn't happen, right? Like, you know, no, like, energy Beverage drink would own a sort. company. No, 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 okay. no, no, no Russian like, oligarch or something no, 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 like that. There's this probably, like, a local business. So this would be, like, if T. Anthony's owned a team, Jeff, T. No, Anthony's, no, no, like, no, a they're like a big time. No, they're like a big time. Like they own all the trade going in and out oh, okay. of like Moldova. Fair, like they're fair. a big conglomerate. Yeah, all right, all right. In so that they, case, yeah, it would be a Walmart FC. They should have dropped their. They should have dropped their logo twice. Once in the spot where the badge goes, and a second time, even bigger, right on the middle of the chest. <laughs> I wonder how much they get in sponsorship money for those kids. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we lost Purry. He looks very frozen in a very oh. impressive state. Uh, I'm actually gonna. Uh, oh, uh, I want to clip uh, that. <laughs> I want to clip that. Can you guys hear me? That looks oh, like shit. some of the Snapchats I get from Purry on a Saturday night. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. Technically I, I, early Sunday morning. But anyway, Chelsea Juventus. Um, and Nick, I, I know, you know, you got, we got two Juve fans on the show, and there's one of you. But, but we all know that Jeff is a wind-up merchant. He will say whatever it takes to <laughs> piss me off. So you have an unlikely ally in a Manchester United fan here in Jeff. So if you're feeling cornered, don't. Because as we uh, mentioned on, on the podcast last week with Akshay, this show is literally a show about Jeff taking the piss. Um, <laughs> Listen, Nick has done a very good thing. His, his name in the Zoom chat is number one McFred fan. So he's already you know, lobbying right. for my support here as I bring exactly. up the fact that, you know, what was it last week or two weeks ago, we were celebrating Juve's first win of the season. That's true. And now they're, what, they're at their third win of the season, their second Serie A win in a row. So, uh, we, you know, yeah. impressive. On, on I mean, up and up. Listen, yeah. one more win and they might look as good as Arsenal. <laughs> you're, hey, you're we're, in a higher, we're in a higher place right now than Arsenal. No, I mean, but I have to say, Juve are home for this. Um, and despite that, though, I think Chelsea have to be clear favorites for this. Don't, don't you think? They, oh, I mean, no. it, would you not be. Would you not be disappointed if Chelsea didn't walk out of the um, of the Allianz Stadium with three points? I was very happy to hear Chelsea are the clear favorites out of that uh, muffled. Rant. Yeah, that's that's yes, all I, I heard too. <laughs> yes, yeah. I agree with you. I the only caution I would give is that once again, I think Mason Mount is questionable for tomorrow as well, and I am hoping that Tuckle doesn't pull a pep and overthink and put out some odd lineup the way he has in the past. He has many capable players. Callum Hudson-Odoi does, in fact, play for Chelsea, despite what many people would have you think. I don't think there's any harm to sticking with a, a three-man forward team instead of putting up two strikers who have completely differing skill sets and have no ability to play off of one another. So I am hoping that we see Tuckle play a typical lineup the same way he did for the past uh, year in the Champions League, or not even. It was February that he took over. That's kind of crazy. But Hazard center forward with wingers on either side, the same lineup that beat Pep and beat Real and beat Porto and everyone else. Stick to it. Don't overthink. Plus they have Did you say Hazard center forward? No, no, no. Havertz. Oh, okay. I was about I, to. I, I, I heard Hazard too. I was like, <laughs> what? I, I also thought I heard. Um, I, I think we missed a deal on uh, deadline day, guys. We got to go back and cover that one. <laughs> um, That's no, close I mean... enough that you guys got to pick me up. Havertz, you know, <laughs> the, the Champions League winner, the silky German who's all that we need. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't know if Chelsea are going to make any changes, but if they do, there's a glaringly obvious one. Pulisic is an American. Anytime he plays football, he wants to use his hands. It's just a natural instinct. Put him in a keeper. What do you, I mean, get this guy in the lineup at keeper. 
Jeff, what this is what I'm paying you for. <laughs> better than Chesney. <laughs> he is better than Chesney. We take a better goalkeeper on our team any day of the week. Hey, uh, you've got Chesney's one. He looked great. The, he looked great great yesterday. Uh, I'm a two shaky. I mean, only only let up two to a you know team that you get in. Chesney's never been on Serie A. Chesney's never been dependable for a clean sheet ever since he's come to Juve. He's he's been good for about a goal a game for most of his tenure. Yeah, I mean, Chesney's been has been absolutely awful this year. Ben, is there yeah. any? Do you have any hope going into Wednesday's tie? Look, I, I think you can never totally rule this Juventus side out. Uh, no Dybala or Morata though. No Dybala Morata, but that just means it's Chiesa's time to shine. And Locatelli's going to play for sure because Rabio's hurt. So I, I think depending on how Allegri decides to do this, which Allegri has been trying a lot of different things, some to his you know credit and some to his detriment. But I think he really needs to start looking at where our players like have strengths and utilizing them in this match to counteract Chelsea's strengths. Right. And I think that's something he's actually not been great at in finding like, instead of trying to put like the best 11 on the field, he just try and find, he just tries to find like weird spots for people to go like at Purry. I always see you complaining about how like we don't have any natural midfielders playing midfield. Like when he tries to put Danilo in, like yeah. just doing stupid things like that or having to play like, some like Kulazewski is like a straight forward when he's not really a forward, which Kulazewski is going to have to play. Uh, no, no, he will because, yeah. because of the, you know, and, and so I'll be very interested to see like what lineup we're kind of forced to play here because, like last year, I think the injuries have really been kind of a killer. I mean, I still don't get why he's so fixed in Juve. And, I mean, they're, they're so fixed on a 4 4 2 when th- yeah. that just is not the, the formation that that is best for Juve. And when Allegri was hired. I, I was pretty thrilled about that because I knew he was going to go back to formations that we knew worked, whether it was, you know, a 3-5-2 or like a 4-1-2-1-2, which is what he did in 2015, or like a 4-3-3, like formations that, you know, Juve have employed and it's been to their success. But I, I don't really understand, you know, one, why he's lining up the way he is. And then two, you know, I, I was really hoping for like a much more organized Juventus side that we knew was going to be difficult to break down and just tough to they're, play against. And they're, they're not, hard. they just have they're, not been that at all. They're very disorganized going forward. And honestly, sometimes the forward movement is very slow and it allows like other teams to get a lot of players behind the ball. And you'll see this uh, on Wednesday when it happens um, that as Juventus goes forward, it's basically either just Chiesa runs onto a ball and, and takes off or it's a very, very, very slow, methodical buildup with a lot of, you know, moving from side to side, testing the waters and things of that nature, right? But, it, okay, with, with Juventus, right? What does everybody say about how bad this team is, right? It's the midfield. And, and, yeah. and this is going to be something that Chelsea definitely has an advantage over us in, correct? So, like, I mean, Conte himself, right? It's just the archetype for he's just going to obliterate us all game on, on Wednesday, right? So the way to counteract that, instead of playing with a flat midfielder like you were talking about, where we're playing at 4-4-2 with two center midfielders side by side, the way to counteract that is to move people around and have layers in your midfield, right? There's no layers when those two guys are sitting right next to each other, and it's really hard to create build-up play when you can't swing the ball from side to side because all you have to do, you're not creating triangles when there's two players in the middle. It's just one straight line, right? If you're thinking about this geometrically to open up passing lanes, and, and if Juventus doesn't figure out a different way to, to set themselves up for, for success, right, and, and, and create those layers in the midfield and, and play off the ball a little bit better, like, we're, we're going to have a tough time. 
Honestly, I mean, yeah, I think you're you're thinking too much about this midfield. That's that's a problem for Juve. And you need to remember that when you're playing the 4-4-2, you need to lean into full Brexit. This needs to, I mean, route one, <laughs> skip the midfield. Who needs a midfield? Okay. <laughs> Just have your goalies and your center backs hoof it up to your strikers and then score goals. Route this is why one, you guys baby. Like, this is why you're a Premier League soccer fan. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I, I'm, I, I say this mostly in jest, but it's, I mean, you guys are playing the Brexit 4-4-2 yeah, I, no, they, they and you really... have no midfield, so it's not actually the worst idea. I mean, not, not only that, but... No, it's pretty terrible. I, I, I think of all the issues with Juventus that you mentioned, they've also just been, you know, for as bad as they've been in the midfield, they've been horrible defensively as well. They've yeah. been very easy to score against. I mean, they, they got their first one of the season um, against Spezia, a couple of days ago, and Spezia really should have won that game with the amount of chances they created. Mm-hmm. So th- that that for me is another concern. I think, you know, the the idea of Lukaku, Kai Havertz, Mason Mount um, on a Chelsea counterattack, flanked by you know Reese James, Ben Chilwell, is is a scary thought for for me. Um, sounds like it sounds like Juve need to shore up the defense. They need to play you know around the players they have. Big Sam is available. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I, I mean, to, to be fair, Arsenal don't need Big Sam at this point. I, I'd like to think Juve don't. But I, I think all, all Juve needs to do is just get a better goalkeeper, improve the defense, get a better midfield, and, you know, and maybe... Get two forwards healthy. And they'll, exactly. They'll I mean, it's not, you know, it's, it's so not too much to ask. But... Just, just the keeper, the defense, the midfield, and the forward. Ah, you guys are fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, the place isn't on fire. It's okay. Um, But... <laughs> Ben, also, you know, Dybala and Marat are injured. Moise Keon is going to really have to step up here. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't really been too impressed with him early on, but do, do you think he can at least step up in a way that is going to convince Max Allegri that maybe he should be a more regular player in this side? Because I don't think he hasn't started too many games. I mean, he's come on as a sub. It's, it's been late on. But from, from what it seems, Max Allegri hasn't been too keen on really um, incorporating him into his plans just just yet. Well, I don't I don't think he's here to be a starter. I, I think he wants to he wants that, and if he wants it, he can earn it. But the way that Morata and Dybala have been playing lately, and, and, and once again, like so, this goes back to as long as we're sticking with the four four two, there just isn't room for him. And honestly, he like is a he is basically the um, like deputy to Morata at this point because. Morata and him have a very similar style and to have the two of them up top would almost be foolhardy, right? Mm-hmm. Because they play almost the same. So as yeah. long as Morata's in form, right, Keane is probably going to be on the bench unless he goes through a series of games where he is absolutely elite because Alvaro Morata brings a little bit different, you know, pace to the game. He's a hard worker. Like Keane has a lot more, a little bit more technique and finishing ability, but the, but the way that Morata creates opportunities for himself I mean, Perry, I've talked to you about this before, is that he actually makes himself look bad sometimes because he's trying so hard and going a million miles a minute. And then he just like, you know, flubs a kick or something like that because he's just like a bull in a china shop sometimes with right. how hard he's going. But right. I, I think Keen is, Keen is obviously a very talented player, but he was brought in for forward depth because let's be real, like this team for Juventus right now wasn't planned. Like this was, this was supposed to be another Ronaldo year and then he just left. And so Juventus just had to kind of pick up the pieces and do what they could in three days. And, and Moise Keane is not like a long-term solution by any means. He was a patchwork uh, depth addition. I mean, I, but I, I think for for the future, Moise Keane's an option because he, he has a lot of potential. He's still only, what, 
he he's under he's, 23 i think right? he's our age i think he's our age yeah he's, he's probably our age. so you know i still think that given that Morata is still aging the ball is you know aging they're at 28 i i would hope that max allegri does try to implement him um a, a bit more um just just to lay those foundations because i think actually besides besides the goalkeeper if you look at juve you have the licks at center back, Locatelli in the midfield, Chiesa, and then possibly Kean up top. That's a really, that's a solid core to build on. Um, yeah, if they, if they build on it, that's that's yeah. the only question. So, do you guys should we, should we just get to our um, predictions for for the big Champions League games this week between PSG and City, um, Real Madrid and Sheriff? And yes, I'm including that in this list. <laughs> um, and Juve Chelsea. Should we get to it? You forgot Atalanta and Young Boys. I'm, nah. I'm just kidding. We don't need uh, to predict that one. Just kidding. I mean, we really don't need to predict that one. Everyone knows that Atalanta is going to fuck young boys. Ouch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cut that, please. Just all of that remove. Yeah. Atalanta's going to put up a touchdown on, on, on Wednesday. Yeah. It'll be a good day. You, you see, that's what Jeff's saying about United. Um, so, <laughs> but anyway, so let's start with, um, let's start with, let's just do Sheriff Real Madrid. Um, Sheriff did upset Shakhtar. Is, is there any chance they can get any result here at the Bernabeu? Absolutely. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. You're oh, saying yeah. that's a lot of confidence. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's it, been good this year, dude. I, bad I, I mean, look, I, I believe in Sheriff. They have absolutely nothing to lose, and there's nothing more dangerous than a team that has absolutely nothing to lose. When Atalanta first made their first appearance in the Champions League, they gave like once they got their legs under them, they gave Manchester City hell. I mean, they're, they're like, they had they nothing to lose. One, the first game, one. the first game, then the second game, they gave them fits. That's true. That's, That's what true. I mean. Yeah. After they got their, after they got their legs under themselves, Sheriff doesn't even need to get their legs under themselves. They've already got their first victory out of the way. Okay, and they all they have no expectations. Nobody wants them to go through. So all they have to do is just throw caution to the wind and have fun. And that's a dangerous football team to play against. That's right. I mean, they are just glad to be in the competition. So, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Um, Jeff and Nick, what, what are we thinking for this one? Is- I mean, listen, the Sheriff team that beat Shakhtar, uh, and, and then if we remember anything at all about last year, and, and is Real Madrid susceptible to home Champions League group stage losses to teams like Shakhtar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did they lose 3-2 to two last October? one game but yes uh, so so it is possible that they might they might have a loss in them to a team that they definitely should be beating put it on the board baby 2-1 sheriff two, one i'm buying sheriff. that jersey let's go ben. i'm all, i'm also putting in a 2-1 sheriff <laughs> all right nick let's I'm, I'm not entertained i'll take the other side with five nothing madrid <laughs> <laughs> that's a big point spread <laughs> Um, four four drop now. Uh, I'm, gonna, <laughs> no, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with a um. I'm gonna go four one to Madrid. I think you know I've been impressed with how Madrid have been playing. I do think they they give Sheriff a lesson, but do not rule Sheriff out. Um, PSG versus Man City clash of the oil oligarchs, El Cashico, whatever you want to call it. Um. Oh, Plastico. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm done with shitty Did you do nicknames. those on your own? Uh, yeah, he actually has these. I mean, I mean, Perry, should we, should we spill the beans? 
You you wrote a Go list ahead. of these down. You you have a list. He's got like five or six more guys just on a no, piece of may, paper. That, He's that been work chopping be this true. all week. That may or may not be true. Um, <laughs> I need to I need to hear them all. It needs to happen. No, nah, I mean I only have two. Unfortunately, can you can you tweet it out? <laughs> Uh, if I think of more, I, I I will tweet them out. That that is my promise to Ben. But uh, unfortunately, do- unfortunately, nothing you could come up with is as good as. Um, listen, I know this is not uh, an American football, much less a college American football podcast. But stealing the name and Iowa Iowa State is called El Asico, and it's incredible, and I love it so much. And that's the best riff that I've ever heard on that joke. <laughs> it's that, that that is funny. It's beautiful. Um, but none of these teams are ass. Although PSG, the performances have definitely been ass. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to go for the same score um, when they met in Paris for the semifinal, which was a 2-1 win for City. City have looked much the better side. PSG, there's definitely a lack of harmony. Um, I don't want to say within the dressing room, but there there are definitely some issues. You know, but Messi hasn't obviously gelled as well with Neymar and Mbappe as, as well as he would have liked to. Now, granted, there's, you know, much of a season left for that to happen. But until then, um, I'm not going to be too confident in them. So, yeah, 2-1 Man City. I'm going to ride the uh, the Premier League hype train. Uh, nah, 0-0. No, 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 and don't watch. It's going to be real ugly. Pep's going to have like 65% possession. Uh, Mbappe's probably going to have a few opportunities on the break that he'll like, you know, blast into Rosie like a Bruno penalty. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, this is this is this is one of those sneaky matchups because it, it's got everything on paper to want to make you watch it, and then it's going to be terrible. Nick, what are you what are you thinking here? Uh, Pack Prelish finally contributes in a two nothing win for City. I, I mean, he, finally... he scored a tap against Norwich. Let's, let's give him some respect, okay? Listen, uh, at fifty million pounds a calf, that is not a good enough return. <laughs> All right, Ben, what's your uh, what's your prediction here? I'm gonna say one nil to City in this game. I think this is gonna be ugly, like Jeff said. I think it's going to be real rough, but the more the more um, organized team, as I said before earlier on the pod, I think the more organized team is City, and, and Pep is very consistent about how he approaches games versus this PSG team that's still kind of trying to find their legs. So I, I think they're going to – PSG is going to be in a world of hurt to start out this group stage. Messi has had some injury problems. Um, I, I believe he is in the squad to face City tomorrow. Let's say he, let's say he starts. Let's say he – or he starts or he comes on – around the 55th minute of the second half. Does that, does that change anything for you guys? Yeah, maybe there'll be a good meme, like a picture of him coming on and looking really annoyed that goes around on Twitter. That's as much as it would change for me. That's good enough for me. Um, so, yeah, all right. It doesn't look like uh, even Messi will be able to save PSG from a defeat. But Juventus against Chelsea. Um, all right, Ben and Nick. I don't know who I'm going to give the first word to. This is so much pressure here. Um, I'll let Jeff give the first word. Man. Um, That's no fun. Should have made them pick first. How do I create as much chaos as possible? (laughs) No, I think this game is going to be... I I don't even know if it's going to be more fun. I think, unfortunately, Chelsea are going to kind of dominate this midfield and Juve are going to... I think surprise people by by actually being solid defensively. 
um, which I know, you know, based on their current organization over the past few weeks would be a shocker, but I think they're, they're going to come to play uh, when it comes to locking things down on defense and it's going to be real ugly. Um, uh, maybe it'll be pretty from the perspective of like people who actually enjoy that kind of football, Ben, like ben. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, match. <laughs> unfortunately for Ben, uh, don't bring chess into this because that's actually pretty. <laughs> uh, um, unfortunately for Ben, I think City are, or sorry, not City, Chelsea are going to nick one in the like 70th or so. Going 1 0. All right, Nick. Yeah. Oh, well, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I think Tuckle continues to struggle with some of his guys out, but Juventus are not City and Chelsea grind out a beautiful. And by that, I mean horribly ugly and boring 1-0 victory. Ben, do you, put, can you escape with a point or three from this fixture? I'm going to put this actually at a 2-2 draw. I think actually Juventus is going to come out and shock people like pretty that. early. I think, I think Chelsea's going to, you know, like, let's be real. Okay, there's no Dybala, no Morata in this game. So you know what that means? Freaking Federico Chiesa is going to be on the loose. So get ready for a very quick strike early on in this game from either him or Keane. And then I think after that, it's going to be a real struggle for Juve, and then they'll have to just pull one out at the end here. They're going to do what they do best, which is blow a lead. So, yep. so Juve to score first and last? Juve to score first and last. I think it's going to be two to one around like the 65th minute, and there's going to have to be a very last-ditch effort where Federico Chiesa puts the team on his back and carries the load all the way to the promised land and pulls ben, out ben that is one point. The, the, the Federico Chiesa fairy tale. Ben is right. He's writing fairy tales in this episode of the pod. Between Sharon <laughs> and Chiesa. The last Chelsea-Juve Champions League match was also a 2-2 draw. That's go not back, true. It was a 3 Go back and look at the score sheet on that it, if you it, want a nice walk through memory lane. No, no, no. <laughs> it was actually it was a 3 0 win for, for that, the last home game. That's the last, the last home. home game. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was at that was in Turin. The last time they played at Stanford Bridge was a 2 2 draw. And Chelsea, Oscar scored twice. And that then Juve, Juve put two passes in the second half to, to level the score. So, yeah, a, a good trip down memory lane there. Um, uh, listen, uh, it's I'm, funny. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I, I've, I've got a. I've got to kind of pivot now that we've got that into uh, to Perry. I'm going to let you talk about Liverpool and the Champions League and, uh, okay, well, and what they're going to do. Let, let me give my prediction here. Um, I'm going to go 3-1 to Chelsea. Kiesa is going to score early, but Juve, um, as they specialize in doing, will blow their lead. And I think I can see Chelsea having a second half like they did at Tottenham where they just carve through our defense and, and embarrass us. If Mattia um, Perin starts, we win this game. If Mattia Perin starts, I'll go 2-1. I still think we lose, but I think it makes a difference. Perrine deserves a chance. I'm sorry. Um, He's so much better than Chesney. No, no, he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. How how many do Liverpool, Liverpool concede to Porto? Gonna... Five nil, six nil, seven nil. How many do you concede? Yeah, I mean, we, we we know that you know whenever we go away at Porto, we we tend to lose by a heavy margin. Um, so with that, I'm gonna go. I think Liverpool will lose by negative three goals. So it will be negative three to nil to Porto. I have uh, been on Porto. <laughs> three yeah. to Liverpool. Purry, just keep being disrespectful to them. It'll make it sweeter next week. Okay, we beat them five nil, and then next season we beat them four one. Just, so uh, so uh, three two? Three two? They no. they got a point from Atletico Madrid in the last in the last uh, stage. So I wouldn't be overly confident about it right now. I think Liverpool get the job done. They, they I, knocked off Juventus I, I, last you know, okay. year. I'm, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. 
No, no, yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna go three nil. First of all, Juve were terrible last year. That's true. So I'm, they, I'm, I'm not gonna. Juve lost that. that game yeah. more than Porto. Second of all, Liverpool also did beat Adelana five nil away from home last year. So and with the port, the onus is gonna be on Porto to attack because they're home. That's gonna leave space. That's gonna leave spaces for Liverpool to exploit. We know how good they are on the counter. I don't think the the onus is on Porto to attack Liverpool. I don't, I don't like. They're the home team. You, you can't play for a draw at home. That's not true. That is, yeah, that is. I I promise you. I promise you. Norwich <laughs> looks at most of the Premier League and says we can play for a draw oh, okay. at home. So, so, so we're gonna play Brentford too. Approach it like Norwich. Ooh. Okay. Or Brentford. Or Brentford. Yeah, but Brentford played to win, dude. They came out the gates and attacked Liverpool. And fair play to them for that. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, now I'd like to take a trip down memory lane because, um, yes, yes, it's very funny. Uh, United lost the uh, the Europa League final to Villarreal, who they now play in this match uh, week. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to take. Listen, it, they've they've had a storied storied conflict. Purry, I'd like you to to wait until the end to guess on this one. They've had a storied history with Villarreal. They've met four times in European competition. I'd like you guys to guess who the all time top scorer. Of that competition, like of this matchup, who's the all-time top scorer? Luke Shaw. <laughs> okay, and Nick, Nick, wager a guess. Anthony Martial. And Alex, do you know the answer? You know, Anthony Martial kind of sounds right. Um, I, I kind of want to say Santi Zorla. I don't know why. Okay, but I know. Okay. <laughs> Right. No, no, no. Santi Cazorla, he was on. No, never mind, never mind. I take that back. He was on Malaga. He was on Malaga before he went to Arsenal. I take that back. Uh, Anthony Martial. All right. Um, in case you would like to to add your names to this trivia, the answer is resounding: nobody. Nil, nil in four matches. <laughs> you and I are tied for the most. Any answer is technically correct. We are all tied for the most goals scored in this yeah. matchup. So I, I could have said Santi Cazorla. Been right. Yeah, sure. You would have been right. It's yeah. everyone and no one. And so I'd like to make a stunning prediction. Nil, nil. <laughs> <laughs> the streak continues. Inspiring. Well, I mean, United aren't informed for that. So no, no, no. We're informed to lose. How dare you? Yeah, we're you? We're informed to lose this thing. And, and Gerard oh. Moreno's already off to a pretty good start. So. Oh no! I was, I was thinking about Alberto Moreno, the former, uh, the former Liverpool left back. <laughs> One no, nil Villarreal, one nil Villarreal, Alberto Moreno, 90th minute winner. <laughs> Listen, you, you know how this game ends, right? Of all things, a De Gea penalty save. He couldn't do it in 11 tries. <laughs> Yo, yes. That would himself. be so perfect. Yeah. That uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, Bruno missed the penalty. Is Ronaldo next up? No, it's De Gea, baby. <laughs> uh, I mean, to, to be fair, do, do you think the next penalty that United get who would you want on it, Bruno or Ronaldo? I'm sure uh, it's Ronaldo. No, I'm probably still Bruno. taking Bruno. It's Bruno. Really? Yeah. Hurry, we watched Ronaldo miss so many PKs at Juventus. So he did, many. He did not miss that many. He missed so he many. Most, okay, if it's free kicks, it's a different we almost story. missed out. We all, free kicks, no, but. we almost missed out on the Champions League because Ronaldo missed a penalty last year against Atalanta. Yeah, didn't he also score twice that game? No. He's, he didn't? He, I thought he I don't think twice. he's. No, he didn't score in that game, and that was why we almost didn't make the Champions League. I mean, uh, I might be thinking of another game. I might be thinking of well, – yeah, I don't – was this a 2-2 draw? I think it was a – yeah, either a 2-2 draw or a 1-1. I don't know. I'd have to look up yeah, the result, no, but I'm but pretty sure way, he yeah. – or maybe it was against Milan. He missed a couple 
big penalties well, last year. The, the question is, will Ronaldo? He missed settle, one against Porto. Will Ronaldo settle for for not um, for not being the number one penalty taker at United? Uh, for now, yes. Something to consider. Um, yeah, I, I think as your season goes on, he's going to get more and more anxious. So, he's so not before be scoring. Before we wrap up here, yeah, he's he's get... really struggled with scoring. Bet uh, I didn't go back and rub in the face how how well Ronaldo started the season. Uh, that Ben telling me that it was never going to work out, and then he just went and kept scoring and kept scoring hey, and kept hey, scoring. Hey, Jeff, Jeff, I'm sorry. I thought it's only September. Let's calm down. It is. It's only September. But Ben said he'd be terrible all year, uh, and he'd, he absolutely. Nick, uh, just in case you're curious, Ben thought Ronaldo would make Manchester United worse. Yeah, Ben. Ben really didn't like you. Ben hates Ronaldo. I think that was just some residual hatred. I I, I do. I'm a very big Ronaldo detractor, and I'll admit that. I think he's an excellent athlete, but uh, he, I mean, you've lost three of your last four games. Is that the stat right now? And he hasn't really been uh, putting the team on his back in the last four games. I believe you have a better record than United. Yeah, I'd yeah, say I, we're on the. I'd say we're on the up we're, and up. We're on the and, up, and you, baby. We're on the yeah. up. We don't need Ronaldo. Ronaldo needs us. <laughs> yeah, I don't. He, I don't think Ronaldo needs you. I don't think Ronaldo wants Allegri. you. He's calling Allegri. He's begging to come back. He's begging. He say he realizes he was wrong. Um, <laughs> January transfer back to Juventus. Oh my God! No, you guys can have Martial. We're getting. If we're getting one United player, it's going to be Pogba for free. Luke Shaw is definitely coming to Juventus in January. We need a left back. Listen, I, it, I, I think Sandro's been solid, I think, this season. I don't think he's been I'm terrible. totally kidding. We're not taking Luke Shaw. No, I'm not <laughs> taking Chubby Luke on Juventus. I think I would actually stop. And scared of having a solid left back at Juve. <laughs> what do you mean? We have Matteo Decilio who can play both sides. No, 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 no. no. I didn't say a good left back. I didn't say a good left back. I said a solid left back. That's a solid dude right there. He that's an O-lineman. Luke, Luke Shaw is a that's good a, looking dude. That's a freight train of a man. Dude, Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw should be on Aston Villa because, uh, I mean, as we've discussed, Aston Villa are the frat boy team in the Premier League, and I think Luke Shaw would fit very well in, into them. Into that. If he, you know, if he wasn't players. a softie, he could play at Brentford. <laughs> Ooh. That's oh, that's oh, that's disrespectful. That? That's a little bit disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Jeff has finally been triggered on box of box. Look, Ladies and gentlemen, we have done it. Benjamin Santilli, congratulations. That's a little bit. I, I think Luke Shaw is even harder than that. I mean, I think he belongs in a proper Burnley side. I mean, forget Bradford. <laughs> um, but l- l- let's get to some of uh, next week's fixtures to to close off. And on the topic of Luke Shaw and Manchester United, they do have the first game against Everton, 7.30 a.m. Jeff, do they bounce back here? Uh, I mean, the listen, answer is yes. But... The answer is yes, but it's not about United, who I think will play very average. It's about Everton. Because unfortunately for Everton, you know, famously champions of September last year and and had a good start to the season this year through September, um, the calendar will have turned to October 2nd by then, which means that, um, the listen, the carriage turned back into a pumpkin. It's not good for Everton. <laughs> not good signs. <laughs> the Cinderella story is over. The 12th chime is wrong. It's past midnight. They've got to run home. They are now the ugly stepchild. Goodbye. So what, like a... T- Unconvincing, 
uneventful 2-0 win for United. Like a, like a uh, really ugly 3-0 win with two really dodgy penalties. Is it and, and a, an ugly 3-0 win? Yeah, 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 because it's going to be two penalties that United definitely shouldn't have gotten and a third goal that last year would have been called offsides. <laughs> and maybe maybe sprinkle like an Everton red card. It's just something where you, everyone goes, oh, did United look good or did Everton just get absolutely hosed? No, fair enough. Oh, I'm going to go 2 0 United. Um, Good thing they're using the big, thicker lines now for the offsides. Right? They're using the Luke Shaw lines now. Extra thick. <laughs> thick with three C's. Oh, um, man. I- I'm going to go 2 0 to United in this one. Bruno Fernandez and Ronaldo getting on the score sheet. Nick, what about you? Do we spend that much time talking about United? We can't let Jeff get away with that. Fair. Go ahead. Floor having zero having said that, I'm going to back him up and say nil nil. I like being the top scorer in that tie. Yeah. Listen, I don't think we score any on Villarreal. The other option is that we score like five. Like there's no middle ground for this United team. No, oh, there never has been. They're either brilliant or they're awful. There's never yeah. a middle ground. Ben, what Wait, are you thinking do here? we know? Do we know who the referee is yet for the the Villarreal uh, that, game? That's everything. I mean, what if, if it's Mike Dean? Then <laughs> well, all of them are generally pretty favorable to you, anyway, as we found. Last no, 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 no. This matters in, in Europe. In Europe, especially when playing a Spanish team, it does matter yeah. uh, what kind of referee you get. If you get a German referee, you're or or just uh, you know a Dutch referee, just someone who's not going to take the shit of the Spanish players for ninety minutes. <laughs> Then, then you get something favorable. But if it's like a Portuguese or an Italian ref, United can, can if it, sign up if for it's zero, like zero. Massi- If it's Massimo Ratti, you're done. Good let's luck. Oh, I, let's, I'll, I'll see if I can dig deep and go find that uh, while we talk about the weekend and, and explain to Purry why Liverpool are going to lose to Man City. <laughs> so this Everton matchup, I think it's probably just going to be like a crappy 1-0 United win. Uh, I mean, like, they're just going to, like, draw this thing out. and It'll be, like, a penalty from Bruno in, like, the 63rd minute, and the game will have ended after the first minute. It'll be kind of boring. Yeah, sign me up, up, baby. It's yeah, going mean, to be we know, rainy. We know what Ben thinks of the Premier League anyway. Um, it's just going to be a rainy, freaking drawn-out process, really. <laughs> it's going to be what everyone – it's going to be, like, a, a stereotypical Serie A match, um, <laughs> but in the Premier League. But <laughs> – um, speaking of teams that have to bounce back, Chelsea also suffering a defeat. Nick, per- perfect opportunity to uh, to rebound from, from a disappointing home result after they beat Juve away in Turin. <laughs> Light work, 2-0 win, walk in the park. Fair enough. Um, 3-0 Chelsea for me. <laughs> Sorry. <Whistle>. Um, that <laughs> was a terrible whistle. But uh, so, so I found the referee. Uh, we have Clement Thurpin, who uh, averages so far this year in Ligue 1, 28 fouls per game. <laughs> Yo, Sevilla's going to flop like a fish and get every call? I might not even watch anymore. This is Villarreal, you mean. <laughs> yeah, Villarreal versus United. Yeah, yeah, yeah going yeah. back. I found the referee. Yeah. 28 fouls per game. He oh, averages... Dear. He averages oh, blowing man. a foul on 70% of tackles. I love that for you. Chubby Luke is going to knock one dude down. It's going to be game over for you, you guys. You already know United players are getting sent off. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. No, Juan Bissaka's not even playing. Juan Bissaka's not playing. It's nah, good. It's going to be Luke Shaw this time. You're going to get your other football sent off. That's what I'm Just saying. Yourself. I'm letting you know it's going to happen. He, he yeah. has already given out one red and uh... – Okay, so he's, he's averaging about a red every three games. This and dude is literally the Mike Dean of Ligue 1. 
<laughs> Mike Dean doesn't blow his whistle this often. This is no, he's worse. He's like Mike Dean on steroids, bro. Oh man, he, he he's averaging three yellows a game <laughs> across wild. all competitions. Three yellows a game, about half a penalty a game, and sorry, the the seventy percent uh, fouls per tackle was just in league league uh, across all competitions. Seventy seven percent. This is going to be that's going to be something chaos. Well, Jeff, you know you. We know you love chaos, so it sounds like your kind of game. Uh, unfortunate. This is um, this is real bad. But let's pivot back to to the Premier League. Um, this is an interesting one. Brighton against Arsenal. What are we thinking here? Brighton, obviously, at home, probably the favorites. Let's be honest. I don't know. They they struggled with Crystal Palace on Monday. A chance to a chance to. I mean, like seriously look good. Uh, and I think, what, what did they, they have a chance to get tied with, uh, with all the big boys on 13 points. They, they're currently tied with all the big boys on 13. Well, they're not tied with Liverpool. Liverpool are on 14, the top of the league. Yeah, but Jeff, Jeff said the 13. They're, they're up. Oh, they're, 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 so they're, they had a chance to go, are, sorry, they had a chance to go top of the table. Let's put that out there. Liverpool are top of the league. So Brighton had a chance to go straight up top if they could have won the game. That is correct. That is that, correct. Yeah, no, that's true. At, at 15 points, so... I still think they've performed better than Arsenal throughout the season, so I'm going to go for a 1-0 Brighton win. Then Arsenal will be, you know, grounded back to reality. I'm going to give it a 2-1 Brighton win on this one. Uh, I'll be impressed if Arsenal win. I'll say that. I, I'll, I'll be impressed, too. I might even start to believe the hype about Arteta if Arsenal win this, but no, you won't. No, you won't, Perry. Don't lie. No, you won't. No, you won't. I'll I'll start to believe that you know maybe they are. They really have turned the corner, but it's not going to happen. So, not Brighton two one. All right, Nick. We're gonna get a Arsenal one nil. ESR the best ten in the Prem. Oh, Nick, I know you don't believe that. I just (laughs) because he's better than Mason Mount doesn't make him the best in the Prem. Okay. Whoa, Chelsea's number ten is Nick. You're 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 an American. American you're but... an American Chelsea fan, and you are saying that I, I am disappointed. Um, it's funny. Arsenal have made the full loop around from like, ha, ah, that's a good team that plays terribly. To hey, look at those guys. They're really picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not circle. wrong. You're not wrong. It's the um, circle of life. <laughs> it, it, it's a big brand Arsenal move. If you, if they have a mediocre squad, uh, then they'll once they play like slightly well, everyone's gonna give them credit. So, so big brand six, move from Arsenal. Pay sixty million for like a reasonably like decent fullback who's a, not even a starter on his national team, but we'll call that an improvement. Um, let's get to Tottenham Aston Villa. Aston Villa, obviously an impressive win at Old Trafford. Um, Tottenham a not so impressive three-game losing streak in which they've conceded three in all of them, and Aston Villa have actually looked very good going forward. Um, so, I'll start on this one. 2-0 Villa. You sure about that? Yes. I'm, I'm going to go 2-0 Villa. Based on, based on form, based on the fact that Villa is, is sort of on the high of beating United at Old Trafford off to a good start to the season. Spurs, um, there's just no confidence in that team. Harry Kane seems very out of place right now. I know we discussed that last week, but I don't see much happening for, for Nuno's side here. 
uh, how many weeks ago was it when when Perry maybe had made the claim that Nuno best signing of the summer? Did, did I actually make that claim? <laughs> it was either you or Akshay. Uh, and... It was it was definitely Akshay. It was okay. it was I did not make that claim. It was Akshay. Well, I hate to hear it. <laughs> Listen, I mean, God, it's crazy what a couple things will do. I mean, I, we're, we're six games in, and at this point last year, Everton, I continue to bring this up, we're literally top of the table. It's six weeks, and everyone needs to very, very chill out. So what we that, being said, that being said, you know, fire Nuno, get Big Sam in there. Tottenham needs some help staying up. So what's the score? <laughs> uh Two one Tottenham. Harry Kane finally gets on the score sheet. He does this. He does this every August and September. He, he tricks us into thinking he can't score, and then the rest of the season yeah, rolls he around. And he, a single goal this season. I know, it's he, August and then September he starts to get the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah, but back. he didn't have he didn't have a preseason. He didn't get there until I think early September. So you know, this is this is his August. Exactly. Yeah. He's a month delayed. So so he's he, he's going to start unloading those goals. Nick, what, uh, do we think, what are we taking here? Take a light. One nil to Spurs on the back of Youngman's song. Faith in Spurs, man. It's all London. London solidarity. <laughs> you don't believe that, and I know you don't believe that. You want to watch the rest of them burn. I do believe it, but it's about Palace. Dude, Sellers <laughs> Park. I'm not gonna lie. The I have a, they, they are a four. I would like love to see them on a Champions League night. <laughs> the, the, no, I'm serious. Those home fans deserve it. Um, uh, Ben, what are we taking here? I think Tottenham can recover from a uh, pretty shocking defeat. To I think I'm also going to go with a one nil uh, Tottenham victory. I think <laughs> Nick kind of stole my thing with the Kyungmin Sun uh, score, but uh, I don't know. I- I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking one nil. All right. Tottenham can't go down forever. They can't. Whoa, you don't. Hey, you don't know that. <laughs> no, we, we, it's pretty low. <laughs> Once um, again, we know the history of the Tottenham. And but, yeah, they're always just the Tottenham. Exactly. And, but but they're always believe. just mediocre. Like they'll they'll never be straight at the bottom, but they'll always just rise to the middle. Um, that's rough. Uh, a rise to the middle is, is a really rough way of putting that. Quite a phrase. Quite a phrase. <laughs> right. All right. Um, but let, let, let's close off with what is undoubtedly the game of the weekend. Oh, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Leeds Wofford. No. Yes. No, no, I was thinking Wolves. No, yeah. Burnley Norwich. Burnley yeah, Wolves, Norwich, Wolves, the game Newcastle. of the century. Wolves Newcastle. Let's be realistic here. Um okay, speaking of which, poor Newcastle. Oh, they're not in the relegation. Leeds are in the relegation zone. Oh, yeah, Leeds have been terrible. That's that's yeah, no, they have not been have they won a game yet? This I don't think they've won a game yet this season. Leeds, no, no they're on three draws. Yeah. They're they're down there with Burnley and Oof. and Norwich and Burnley Norwich a big six pointer early in the year I know like I know I said that as a joke but that is genuinely a big game for for either team to try and squeak their points Nick, out. Of. I know how much you hate Bielsa and now is your now is your opportunity to to call him out. You have the spotlight here. No, I like Leeds. <laughs> I, I I felt bad for them against West Ham. I thought they put up a better performance than the scoreline got them. I he 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 doesn't like Leeds when they're entertaining in the Prem in their first season back. But now that they're about to go back down, suddenly he's found so much sympathy for them in Bielsa. They're um, scum, and they should be relegated to non-league. That 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 was me as of like two weeks ago. <laughs> Listen, I I I, have, I know very little about the the you know, centuries old history between uh, 
between Manchester uh, and Leeds. Uh, and so with my complete lack of knowledge, I'm 100% behind burn them to the ground and end <laughs> the White Roses. Red all the way, baby. Oh, let's do it. Well, I mean, that's that's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, but let's uh, let's get to the game that everyone cares about. By everyone, I mean me. But no, City Liverpool. I'm going to. I think Liverpool are going to struggle here, but they will make it out with a draw. I think City will take the lead early, and Liverpool will will get back into it. But overall, I think City will be will be the dominant side. Um, I'm going to go one one at uh, Mo Salah. Most solid penalty to equalize. Uh, guys, please don't let Purry do this. Liverpool are going to be coming off of an opportunity to rest some players against Porto and not put out a full strength 11. Man City have to go play PSG midweek. This is at Anfield. Purry is managing his own expectations, and I will not stand for it. I'm ready to it. be disappointed now. I, no, 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 no. You are managing your own expectations so that when Liverpool City, disappoint you, you don't feel it as bad. Bro, I've done City, this. I'm a United fan. I, I make a living out of doing this. You are really managing your own exactly. You're <laughs> managing your own expectations. All right. So what's the score going to be, Jeff? Nah, you're still going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like a draw is an optimistic result, but at, at, uh, at Anfield, coming off coming off of you guys having rest and them not having rest, I think you should be looking for a I, win. I, it's just they played so well against Chelsea and Liverpool. When they played good sides, the defense has opened up. I mean, the defense did get opened up for five minutes against Milan. Chelsea really had the better of that first half against Anfield. So that, that's just my concern, though. Having said that, City do lack – well, they have creativity, but they have no one to finish their chances. So yeah, if City that, that, win – That's the only reason why I'm going to go 1-1. If City win, it's going to be 1-0. I don't expect them to put a lot past Liverpool. Uh, I know Liverpool has had moments this season where they've looked shaky, but – it's more City's lack of ability to, to pile on goals this year. That's going to be a big problem. They're going to be they're going to be a weird all or nothing uh, like offense. They're, they're either going to pile on a bunch. They're going to have very few games of like two goals. It's going to be a lot of zeros or like ones at the very end or, you know, three, four, five nils where they dominate a team. And, and they and this is going to be one of those where they're going to struggle. Um, yeah, one nil. Nil nil. I mean, something in that ballpark that's just really ugly. All right, Ben. What what are you thinking here? Three two city. Look at I Ben know. just calling me an idiot right out from the. No no no. I'm gonna I'm gonna temper that. I'm gonna temper that. So I I I think this game will be ugly, but I think it's gonna be ugly in the midfield. I think this is gonna be a real big midfield battle here between the you know strong, excellent midfield of Manchester City and whatever the hell Liverpool throws out there on any <laughs> given week. Um, I, I I I like I just know that sometimes these games, especially like on the high stakes like this, like it's gonna be very hard to stop the freight train of Salah and um, uh, Sadio Mane, and you know like Liverpool going forward is still a very you know, scary thing, right? But defensively, the I smell blood in the water. And I really like that for Manchester City because if they come off another big win against PSG, they are going to be through the roof with confidence. And, and they're just going to come in and, and they'll they'll walk into Anfield and they'll smack you around a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just – I don't know why I don't see the game being that open-ended because I, I do think there will be an element of fatigue for, for City. Um, but, 
Yeah, it should be for you. If you go through a shock defeat this weekend, I mean, th- that's going to be. The, I mean, Liverpool also, you know, I mean, they're not against PSG, but they are going away. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's that. Um, Nick, what are you what are you thinking here after after uh, enduring ninety minutes of uh, endless city pressure at Stamford Bridge? Uh, are you expecting Liverpool to suffer the same fate? I agree with you in a low-scoring affair, and I agree that they will suffer the same. Another 1-0 loss at the hands of Man City and whatever rotation they put out after the, this week's excitement. So so you guys have City winning three games in a row away at Chelsea, PSG, and Liverpool? That's what champions do. Mm-hmm. They're consistent. Like I said earlier, Pep, Pep always comes correct until he does not in a final. <laughs> And we're nowhere near a final at the moment. Exactly. And puts Zinchenko out there and, and, and tries to run him against, you know, any of Chelsea's players who are much faster and smarter players than him. Hey, I'm not complaining. Champions of Europe. They'll never sing that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, with that, um, you know, if anyone has any final thoughts that they, they just wish to, to air out, um, now now's your time. Okay. Well then, uh, Nick was about to say something. Nick, Nick, you have to spit it. No, it was honestly, I felt like I had like one last shithouse thing to say and I totally blanked. So let's wrap it here. Fair enough. All right. Well, with that, I am Alex Purry alongside Jeff Azerhauser as usual. Ben and Nick, always great to have you guys back on. Um, and yeah, always we'll, a pleasure. we'll uh, be looking forward to the banter between you two on Twitter on Wednesday. But until then, I'm Alex Purry. And you'll hear from us next week. Take care.